So we have learned from the personality of Ali bin Abi Talib radiallahu anhu a trait that is quite, I think, amazing at the same time something that every single Muslim should aspire to be being contributive, being supportive at the same time, being passionate to be the best Now let me share with you another trait of Ali ibn Abi Talib and this time it involves family Now of course you would see the same trait that, that, that was previously mentioned regarding passion and the ability to be the best yet this time it's about helping out a family member specifically Ali ibn Abi Talib helping out the Prophet now this story is a very famous story and I think some of you listeners might have heard of this before but I think I want to touch on a very important lesson with regards to family when it comes to this story So of course this story is regarding the Prophet Wasallam's immigration to Medina otherwise known as the Hijrah So we know that the Hijrah was something that is a, an important obligation that every single Muslim during that time needed to do because they were oppressed in Mecca so the Prophet and the other companions slowly but surely ended up in Medina. But of course, the hardest part of the immigration itself was in fact the immigration of the Prophet himself. Because again, the Prophet was a fugitive in the Mecca itself. The Quraysh, the elders of the Quraysh, they themselves were trying their best to stop the Prophet da'wah. At the same time, they were trying to catch him and oppress him more so that he could somehow quit. So uh, it, it is a long story, but I think the story that we are going to touch on and the story that is related to Ali is on the night when the Prophet ﷺ himself left Mecca. So when the Prophet ﷺ left Mecca, he actually met Ali bin Abi Talib and Ali bin Abi Talib was one of the only companions that knew that the Prophet ﷺ was leaving that night. Him and Abu Bakr Siddiq and some family members of the Prophet Okay, So Ali was amongst those who had known or known that the Prophet was going to leave Mecca at that night. So what happened was that the Prophet told Ali, okay, Ya Ali, oh Ali, I am about to depart from Mecca tonight, so uh, I want you to stay in my house, take this cloth of mine, take this uh, cloak of mine, okay, just lay down in my bed and use it. Okay, and inshallah, nothing harm will go to you. So Ali bin Abi Talib know what was going on, Ali bin Abi Talib understood that the Prophet is leaving Mecca and at the same time the Prophet left Ali bin Abi Talib and let him depart later on because at the first place Ali bin, uh, the Prophet beforehand had already given a task to Ali to actually settle some affairs that the Prophet uh, did not finish when he was at Mecca. So here we have Ali bin Abi Talib facing two tasks. Number one, the responsibility of taking care of some affairs that the Prophet somehow did not have time to finish before he departed to Mecca. Yet at the same time, he was also being tasked to somehow be a substitute for the Prophet when he left uh, Mecca. So on the night that when the Prophet left Mecca, of course Ali bin Abi Talib was lying on the Prophet bed. So he was you know, covering himself with the cloak and he was covering himself with that cloth. And of course, the Quraysh, the elders of the Quraysh, they had already planned to raid the Prophet's house. So on that night, they somehow went to the house, okay, they tried to raid the house, and when they somehow snatched away the cloak, and they snatched away the blanket itself, and lo and behold, they discovered that it was not the Prophet, but in fact, it was Ali bin Abi Talib. So they were, they were shocked, they would say, oh, where, where is the Prophet? So Ali bin Abi Talib says, oh, he is long gone. Okay, and because of that, Ali bin Abi Talib somehow got uh, 
got in trouble for a few days, but because of his dexterity, he somehow managed to escape from the situation. And after settling some affairs that the Prophet Sallallahu had left for him, he left Mecca. He left Mecca and went to Medina alone. And imagine, during that time, he was only around 18 to 20 years old. That means he was only somewhere around our age or maybe the age of our youth today. But imagine, he left Mecca and went to Medina alone. And today, if you look at the map, or if you look at your, if you look at your GPS, the way from Mecca to Medina by bus or by vehicle is actually around four to five hours. But imagine he went there alone by foot. Uh, he didn't have any transportation with him. He didn't have any vehicles as you know as easy it is for us to go to Medina or for us to go to Me Medina from Mecca as we regularly do. Even us today, if you go to Umrah, if you go to Hajj, for example, okay, some of you guys have experienced this before that the journey to Medina from Mecca is actually quite tedious, where you know it is hot and at the same time it is tiring. But imagine him going to Mecca on foot alone in the desert. But somehow he knew the way there, he knew where the Prophet would move and he followed that path and somehow reached Medina after a few weeks after that. So it's a very basic story, it's a very well-known story that always been shared by our satisas in Singapore, in other countries as well. Yet one lesson that I would like to touch on and one trait that I would like to touch on is exactly about Ali Anhu's sacrifice for the Prophet at the same time, if you look closely, Ali's sacrifice for his family, for his cousin, the Prophet So as we, as we know, he is the cousin of the Prophet as his father was the uncle of the Prophet. So he had been with the Prophet since he was a child. He had supported the Prophet. He had been with the Prophet through happiness and despair, through all of the uh, trials that they had faced. At the same time, he was there when Islam somehow became the way of life in the land of Arabia after the Prophet somehow departed from this earth. So I think the first most important lesson that we can learn from this story is in fact, always be there for your family members. Always be there to help your family members. I think the best example of this is helping your family members when it comes to financial problems. Of course, all of us are not rich. If some of us are rich, Alhamdulillah, this is from the blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet, sometimes we know that some of our family members, they are in some financial problems and we know we can help them even though a little bit. And in interestingly enough, or surprisingly enough, we find that these same people, they somehow feel the spirit to give and help those people out there in the community. Yet at the same time, whenever their family members are in need of financial help, they will somehow turn their faces and ignore them. So I think this is not a good trade at the first place, as Muslims, we should do good to both sides. We should contribute to people who are in need outside in our community. At the same time, we should also prioritize our family members. I think they deserve the help more than other people because they are the closest to us, especially if those family members are amongst our siblings, uh, amongst our, you know, our uh, close relatives, our cousins, our uncles and aunties. You know, we are working and we have some additional uh, what we call as a risky, we have additional risky that we can give to our family members. Just give, just don't tell them. Just tell them I have some uh, extra money. Alhamdulillah. So I would like to help you and give this to you. And you don't need to know actually what's going on. You don't need to know all details of the problem. The, the main point is that you are sincere in helping out your relative. And I think Alim Nabi Talib is a testimony to that. 
and all of the Prophet Sallallahu family members were a testimony to that where they were essentially with the Prophet Sallallahu through thick and thin again okay, and the wife of the Prophet Sallallahu is a good example since day one since day one the Prophet received revelation it was Khadija the wife of the Prophet who told the Prophet Ya Rasulullah do not fear why are you nervous you are a good person Allah will not desert you and because of that motivation was a motivation the Prophet knew that this wasn't some prank or this wasn't some you know one-off moment but rather this was, this was a responsibility given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to him to propagate this way of life and we can see along the way as well many of his relatives are helping him through thick and thin some of them even sacrifice their lives we hear stories from his uncles his I think one of the most famous example of this is his uncle Hamza who was uh, who died in the battlefield and it was a sad moment for the Prophet himself so Ali bin Abi Talib is a good example of helping out a family member and you know lending a helping hand when in times of need especially when the situation needs your family close family members to give a helping hand and of course based on this story also we could see Ali Anhu's courage and his bravery and the fact that he somehow you know sacrificed his life imagine he was you know at the place where it was possible for him to be assassinated because the Quraysh had already planned to raid the Prophet's house so assassination was amongst their option but the fact that he somehow you know voluntarily agrees because he knew if he doesn't do so the Prophet will be in trouble the Ali bin Abi Talib took up this dangerous task at the same time he relied on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he placed his trust to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and at the end of the day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved him nothing happened he even escaped from Mecca and he reached Medina so we can see his courage we can see his bravery and that traits or those traits are in fact the reasons why he was considered one of the best companions and amongst the 10 promised paradise from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam so we can go on day and night talking about the traits, the stories, the life lessons that we can learn from the biography of Ali bin Abi Talib. And I think the most important part of this session is actually to be inspired by them. Regardless of countless stories that we heard of, the most important part is we hold these values strong, we practice these noble virtues that they have and inculcate them in our lives to be better Muslims. And the two traits I've shared today is a very important part of this message, which is, which is number one, to be passionate, to be able to always be contributive to your society, to be the best at whatever you are doing, to be responsible to whatever you are being, being assigned to. At the same time, in your family lives, be somebody who always give a lending help to your family members, whether it's financial problems or other problems related to them, be, be somebody who could be for them and be with them. And of course, I think we ourselves, we want our family members to help us, to be with us whenever we ourselves are in a state of trouble so we help one another especially our family members at the end of the day we strengthen our bond together we strengthen the bond of our families together and inshallah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless our efforts at the same time bless or give us the ease to actually inculcate these important traits and values in ourselves and to other people as well